us and pushes us around. You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. Whenever you hear people on the political left espousing their desire for decency, equal justice for all, and empathy for those who suffer, do not believe them. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, recently radio talk show legend Rush Limbaugh announced that he has advanced lung cancer. My first inclination was sadness as I remembered what agony my own dad suffered from that dreaded disease. That sadness morphed into a desire to pray for God's intervention and for Russia's complete recovery. The radio legend captured the radio industry by storm and helped inspire millions of Americans to no longer accept the spoon-fed daily dose of deep state-controlled media news and misinformation. Rush has been a staunch supporter of the Second Amendment, less intrusive government, reducing regulations, protecting our religious liberty and our borders. But the moral depravity of the political leftist has been on display with comments ranging from some hoping for his demise to just being happy that he's ailing. But what loony leftists do not understand is that while many pray for Rush's recovery, the fight for liberty is growing and will not be stopped by leftists clamoring for destruction. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.talkspot.com for news updates and other great stuff. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. And good morning. This is Phil Stargell and this is the Abolitionist Roundtable of Michigan. And we are saying good morning to you and good morning to my co-host this morning. Guess what? Ed Bondarenko takes the seat. Well, Bruce Fleury's on on assignment, (laughs) so I thought I'd keep you company. Yeah. It's always good to have you riding shotgun. And uh, in the meantime, uh, this is is, uh, Black History Month, and I thought that we would uh, make a little bit of reference, but I also want to – I want to – do a little comparison because even though uh, this is a, a, a very successful presidency of Donald Trump, this this man is been has been impeached. This is the doggone thing I've ever seen in my life. That's the stamp of approval, me. man. That's the stamp of approval. Yeah. They've got him. He's got them going. But it, it just angers me because it, it's getting in the way of him being able to tell his story and get credit for that's true for being a, I mean just a terrific first term president. No no president has ever been as successful in in uh, carrying out his agenda with all of the, especially with all the opposition that comes from the Democrat Party. They have mounted nothing short of, 
I mean, this is a, this is a, a war, and, uh, and 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 we are. You know, uh, I said before that it's a cold civil war, but this is hot. When you know these guys fired the first shot with with this impeachment, because I mean, they have actually, uh, you know, they have actually almost fired the shot. I mean, because it's no different than the assassination of Lincoln or. Uh, it's character assassination. It's character assassination. It's accomplishing the same thing. And if we are stupid enough to let them do it, they will accomplish what they want, and that is getting him out of office. And so I, what, what do you think? I mean, do you think that uh, this is relatively a cold I mean, a, a cold civil war that's heated oh, up? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely is a cold civil war. I mean, we have two sides of the country. They're political sides. They're yeah. cultural sides. Yeah. You know, there's two cultural sides to this. Similar to the culture differences between the North and the South, the trouble is the the, the problems are the large megalopolises mm-hmm. or megalopoli, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, on, on the coasts. And those are the what they call the blue centers, you know. Yeah. I don't know how they got the good color. But, you know, those are the... The, the liberal hotbeds, and then the rest of the country is is conservative. And so if it becomes a civil war, it won't be a north-south. It's going to be a coastal war, you know? Yeah. Um, that, that, that is the thing. I mean, how, how is it that, uh, that, that if they want to float an issue, all they have to do is take a nationwide poll and move the influence of California, New York, Illinois, they can get the results that they want and then brag about it and say, well, like they yeah. do with the polls with, with President Trump. It oh, depends 60% on where they percent of the people want him thrown out of office. And all you know, that occurs to me, too, that something I've heard about national political polls, yeah. like, oh, Biden would beat Trump or yeah. so-and-so you know, would any, beat any Trump or would Sanders be would beat Trump, you yeah. know. And, and besides, like you're saying, uh, yeah, who are they asking? Yeah. But the other question is, if you'd have done a national poll, oh, say uh, an election mm-hmm. in 2016, well, Hillary Clinton would have beat Donald Trump. Yeah, she But when did. you look at the Electoral College, which is how we base things on, yeah. and you never see these polls, these polls based on the likely results of an Electoral College yeah. result of these exactly. polls. Exactly. So you're seeing the general general uh, uh population vote, the general vote, but you're not seeing how it would go in the actual election. And so they use these numbers to discourage us, but we must keep in mind that it's the Electoral College. And and float an issue. Yeah. That's the whole thing of it. That's why they they take these polls and ask, well, uh, what do you think about the Green uh, New Deal? Oh, well, you know, 60% of the people said that's it. Or uh, they'll say, well, what about... uh, uh, are you in favor or are, are you against uh, abolishing the Electoral College? Oh, man, they get some crazy numbers. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And this is, and little do they know, or maybe they just don't care, but if they ever take away that Electoral College, there will never be another uh, Republican president. The Iowa caucuses. You know, people. Other people pointed out the Iowa caucuses mm-hmm. were a, mac- a microcosm of the electoral college. You know, like you got Sanders. I think Sanders got the popular vote in Iowa, mm-hmm. but Buttigieg got the electoral yeah, college. Yeah. You know, he got the delegates. Yeah. yeah. So who's going to complain there? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and which one of them is going to yeah. complain about how that voting system worked? Right. But 
but they are all for abolishing the electoral college. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, it's it's whatever helps them at the moment. And, They're only against the electoral college when they lose it. And uh, this is this is um, why you know we we need to um, get as much co- constitutional uh, teaching in the in the public schools as we can get and the public square yeah and the churches oh, yeah. yeah yeah in your yeah. social circles yeah because what they what they managed to do is they managed to uh, make the average high school kid a socialist mm-hmm. I mean these people actually believe that socialism is the answer to uh, this problem but all you have to do is look at at the difference between and we're going to do that. I got some some evidence of it. All you have to do is just take a look at the difference between the Obama administration and how he ran the economy and how President Trump currently Ooh. running his. A friend of mine on Facebook, a guy named Mike Anderson, he wrote, I was struck by this today, he says, maybe I'm wrong, but I can't recall anything in Bernie's campaign rhetoric that spells out any plans for any growth in the economy, reducing unemployment, expanding the economy, that's a repetitive, enhancing world peace, or anything else positive to help a middle-class, hardworking, tax-paying family. But there's an awful lot about taking away our rights, taking our money to give to others, and basically trying to make our country basically mediocre. Yeah. So what are the Democrats running on? They're running on uh, fear that, yeah. uh, that yeah. they induce. I fear mean, of the climate? Yeah, fear of the climate. Fear of Trump? And, and fear of Trump. That's the biggest thing. And and I asked the question, and I, I uh, you know, I asked the audience out there, if you happen to call in on a, a, a show, just just ask, what do you think the Democrats can accomplish with somebody that they get elected into office. Look at eight years of Obama. Yeah. That's what they accomplished. Zip growth. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, racial uh, disharmony. Yeah. Well, then will they look at it uh, in an honest manner? Oh, well, Will they look at the records? Because (laughs) I got proof here that (laughs) looking at Obama's record, uh, the... The the people on that side of the aisle, you know, they tell you that the success that Obama, I mean, uh, that uh, President Trump is currently enjoying <laughs> is is due to the policies of Obama. I got one answer for that. Obama said, "What's he going to wave a magic wand?" Yeah. Well, Obama, right there in his own self admission, says, "Can't be made better without a magic wand." Trump yeah. steps in, and all of a sudden, oh. Wow, magically, Obama's and, and, and policies. You, and do you know what? Do you know what with uh, chiefly responsible for that magic wand? I would guess. Would well, you want me to guess, or you just want to tell you us? Guess. Deregulation. Better than that. Okay. He Confidence? took us out of the the, uh, the Paris Accords. Oh well, yeah, okay, and that increased business confidence that we wouldn't and, be taxed to death. And, and not only that, what it did was. It it freed up the the restrictions that th- we voluntarily put on ourselves. Oh, deregulation. Yeah, yeah true that. Yeah, <laughs> true that. But uh, but but if 
it, we could deregulate it if we were still in the Paris Accord. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have You're any right. effect. Yeah, because the international agreement would override our local yeah. agreements. Yeah, and not only that, but we we uh, the Paris Accords was what we did voluntarily. We we stopped uh, making our own steel and farmed it out to China. Now we didn't find farm it out to China. We farmed it out to Europe. We found uh, farmed it out to. Uh, a couple of, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of other cities. And what they did was they bought the cheap steel from China, imported it to France or Germany or whatever, then turned around and s- shipped it all the way to America and still made a profit. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what happened because steel, all of a sudden there was a lot of national excitement about steel mills opening again, Mm -hmm. and now we're closing steel mills. And I've been reading about that and trying to figure out what's going on there. Well, it's it's, it's a little bit to do with the tariffs that that China put on us. And uh, so they they stopped. And you will see an, an effect there. But the thing about it is that we did that for two reasons. We started making our own steel because we were down to like four or five companies that could make high-grade steel enough. That's national that it security. Was, yeah, that we could make tanks and other military armaments with. And uh, China just wasn't cutting it. And Trump seen that, and that was his priority. The, uh, the, the deficit that the Democrats keep talking about is primarily from us just going ape, you know, <laughs> with with uh, with defense, and and I'm all for that. Uh, I I don't know in, anybody that shouldn't be, but but the Democrats are because, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and that that ought to make people just wonder uh, whose side are they on, on? Yeah, hey, we got a couple of calls. We're gonna clear, clear them out, and then we'll get. Is that what it. those flashing lights mean? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a Christmas tree. Yeah. Okay, we got uh, we got uh, uh, Bruce. Uh, yay, best Bruce. Bruce, good morning, Bruce. How's the assignment going this morning? <laughs> good morning, guys. <laughs> the assignment is going really well. I hope you and Mary uh, Phil had a really good Valentine's Day yesterday. I know we did. Yeah, yeah, we had uh, yeah. pretty good. Yeah, you know, really good. I want to switch gears a little bit. This is something that uh, uh, came up on Dennis Prager's program the other day. He was talking to a representative from the Alliance Defending Freedom, and I'm not, I'm not. Uh, Sure, what her name is, it escapes me at the moment. But there are three uh, young girls, high school girls, high school girl, female athletes in uh, Connecticut that are filing suit against uh, the uh, various athletic associations to prevent them from having to compete against these uh, so-called uh, transgender uh, girls, which are really boys who couldn't uh, yeah. couldn't win a competition any other way. And this is really, really uh, what I, I thought only conservatives. Uh, Wage the war on women, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that, that that that's a new catch to it, you know. And yeah. and uh, the bad thing about it is, I mean, yeah. this stuff is if it goes on, it'll be uh, mandatory. You know, there are some changes going on all over the world, uh-huh. and uh, you know, people, uh, you know, some people tend to believe that uh, that that this this type of um of a of, i guess a hostile takeover of the of the 
the the way we deal with with the yeah. sexes. Yeah, I, I know. And, and and the thing is, you know, there are, there are uh, big companies, international athletic uh, supply companies yeah. like Nike, that are buying into this stuff. Yeah. Now, they, the left constantly bashes us because we're unfair and we're misogynistic and 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 all this. And you know, you know the drill, right? Yeah. And uh, but uh, you know, you talk about being unfair for crying out loud. These girls, they put in the time, they undergo the training. And and for what? With the, with, the, with the knowledge that they're going to have to compete against against boys? Because if you see some of these boys, Phil, or these girls, transgender girls, trans, transgender girls, excuse boys. me, uh, <laughs> you, can, you can see the 5 o'clock shadow on some of these guys. Yeah. You, the, the Adam's apple is gone. Hell, some of them, just, they, don't, they don't bother with uh, going, undergoing these changes. They just grow their hair long and identify themselves as female. Yeah. <laughs> I saw one guy with a beard. He just had a beard. He didn't bother shaving. <laughs> well, I, I know. And, and, uh, and, and the International Olympic Committee, I think, is, uh, is allowing some transgender females to participate against, uh, in, in women's, uh, women's events. This is ridiculous, Phil. And yeah. We have well, got to put a stop to this before we really go over the edge here. You know, I used to I used to watch a little bit of a MMA uh, and uh, the boxing. Oh yeah, I could yeah, I could watch I it. And they had a guy in there beating up women in there. That was just that was mm-hmm. just I I couldn't take it. I I mean it was just un, un, incredible to me how yeah, they yeah. allowed that to go on. I think they finally stopped. The, the 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 females yeah, but, competing but not against. before one of them got a severely fractured skull at the hands or, or the feet of this guy. Yeah, uh, this this should not this should not be allowed. No, There's, that's just insane. We, and and this is just this is one of the things that uh, David Limbaugh points out in his book uh, called the uh, titled "Guilty by Reason of Insanity." I suggest people pick <laughs> that up because <laughs> I know, but it, it's true. It's true. This this is. This is a sickness, Phil. This is a sickness. Yeah, yes, it is. And, and here's, here's a little bit of more proof of it. I've seen on television them showing <laughs> Bruce Jenner. Oh. You know, uh, he was, you know, he was walking around and, you know, he, he was by himself, you know. Yeah. And, and I'm saying, well, why is he by himself? You know, I've never seen him with, 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 with what's supposed to be his companion. Is it? Is he is he with another man? Or is he with another woman? I mean, this is this this is the epitome of you know. Most of these guys, oddly enough, I I worked with a guy who did this. My wife worked for him, but he was in our company, and they have the change. They go through the change, and then they get a girlfriend. Yeah. So they live a lesbian lifestyle as a <laughs> transgender. You know, yeah. and Jenner, I believe, was doing the same thing. You get a girlfriend because you changed to a girl. Your attraction mm-hmm. is still the yeah. girls. I don't get it. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah, I, 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 I get I, it now because I tried to explain it. I, I, you know, tried to say, well, a guy gets a sex change to be with a. a, a I don't want to get it. I never ever want to understand it. And, ever. I, can't, I, can't, I, and, I, I, I don't either. And you know, in, 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 in a larger sense here, this is the, uh, this is the, uh, uh, the, the, the logical, I guess, conclusion or extension of identity group identity politics. They are mashing up against each other, and you know you've got and the feminists who should be up in arms about this, especially when like Martina Navratilova was uh, yeah, she, you know attacked yeah. you know viciously by by these people, and the feminists didn't come to her aid, they didn't come to her defense or anything like that, and 
they should be outraged over this. Yeah. Um, is, is this what? Uh, is this what you've come a long way, baby, now means? Yeah, well, I can tell you this. Uh, watching that, that mixed martial arts, and that was really mixed because they had a guy beaten, beaten, uh, just, I mean, just, I could not watch it. I mean, and I'm a pretty tough old geezer, you know, <laughs> but I couldn't watch that. That was just be, I mean, just the fact that he, you know, he had a, a appearance of a muscular woman, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. But when you see him swinging, you know that's a man. You yeah, know, when yeah, you I see know. him. I know. Well, look, I got, uh, I know you got uh, some other callers backed up here, but I wanted to mention that the Tri County Liberty Coalition is going to be meeting next Saturday, the 22nd of February, at Noni's Grill, yeah. which is located on uh, Rochester Road, a couple of three blocks north of, uh, of Big Beaver Road in, in Troy. And uh, I want to thank Gary uh, from, uh, from Hazel Park for uh, uh, arranging the new meeting place. It's really a nice facility and uh, very, very friendly. Uh, you know, uh, and, and the conservative groups meet there all the time, uh, Oakland County Republicans, uh, some of these other groups. Uh, take, uh, I don't know if it's the Lakes Area Tea Party meets there. That might be a little bit far, but there are a lot of conservative groups that meet there, so uh -huh. we should be in good company. So okay. the, the meeting time is still the same, 9 to 10. Yeah, uh, the fourth Saturday of every month. So uh, okay. please come on out, folks. Enjoy some good food, some good service, and uh, some great camaraderie. All I'm right, I'll be there. Um, I was there last week, but I didn't know anything about them changing. But I'm nine to ten. Yeah, you're gonna be there. Yeah, on a Saturday. So, well, uh, I'll try to get there after. Yeah, nine right. to ten. Yeah, it'd be nine to ten or nine nine ten to noon. Oh, ten to noon. noon. Yeah, you okay. might make that one. Yeah. Then. yeah. I don't no, it's 10 to noon. I'm sorry about that. I think I'm, I'm, I'm having a senior moment here, guys. So, <laughs> we all have them. And you'll mention it again on air, right? Get back to my assignments. You guys take care. Have a great weekend. All right. And I'll, still, I'll see you next Saturday. Okay. I'll, see I'll be in the studio. Okay. Take care, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a great one now. All righty. We'll talk to you later. Uh, we're okay, going to go to line one and Tim from uh, Westland. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. Thanks for taking the call. Oh, yeah. Uh, I heard you guys talking about the Electoral College a little just a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, somebody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, There is a Supreme Court case that they're going to be hearing arguments about it in, in April and supposed to have a decision in June. I don't know if you were aware of that or not, but uh, the funny thing is it's the, the 29 to 30 states right now operate the Electoral College in violation of the Constitution and the federal laws. Oh, that, that compact. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about, the compact? Well, well, no, no. Uh, the state of Michigan is uh, a binding state. They have binding laws. So the, the electors in the state of Michigan must vote for the popular vote winner mm. in Michigan. Okay, no renegade the electors. Compact, the compact would switch that to the national popular vote nationally. Mm -hmm. uh, but 29 states have these binding laws. They mandate how the electors vote. If a state law, and this doesn't didn't get challenged until 2016, they've had these binding laws for 40-some years probably, uh, it didn't get challenged until some electors in the 2016 election got thrown out of the meeting of electors because they didn't want to vote for Hillary Clinton, and they were supposed to because of the states where it took place in, the Democrats won. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what allowed them to sue the unconstitutionality of the binding laws. 
And if you think about it, the word elector is like the word people in the Constitution. It means the same thing every time it's used. And an elector, technically, by definition, is a qualified American citizen voter. If a state law could mandate that a qualified American citizen voter has to vote for this person for president when it's their turn to vote to elect the president, then all they have to do is pass a a law that would mandate how we vote in any election. Well, we'll see what kind of a Supreme Court we got. uh, I got some more. I'll get back. We're up against the break. Thanks for your call so much. Folks, if you'd like to join the conversation, that number is 734-822-1600. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Abolitionists' Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. Hello, I am Milk, and this is Logically Speaking Uncensored. The year 2020 president election. A binary referendum choice of insanity versus sanity. In the year 2016, the Democrat Socialist Party and their presidential candidate, Hillary Clinton, were supremely self-assured that she would win and become the 45th president of the United States. And as president, transformed the nation to a utopian superpower of collectivism. But God, with divine intervention, endowed Republican president candidate Donald Trump with courage, strength, and consecrated wisdom to fight against the odds victoriously. And as in the narrative battle between David and Goliath, Trump became a political David and defeated Hillary to become the 45th United States president. Trump's momentous victory was so shocking that it disrupted the nefarious objectives of Hillary and the Democrats and sent them into a state of derangement and pathological hatred. Albert Einstein, the renowned 20th century scientist, defined insanity as doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Einstein's definition is the cornerstone of my commentary thesis that the year 2020 president elections is a binary referendum choice of insanity versus sanity. The Democrat Socialist Party and their apparatchiks are marinated in lunacy, and lunacy and insanity are inextricably the same. To amplify my assertion, I have listed some of the insanities they accept and the sanities they reject. Democrats accept a weakened, demoralized military, class envy, warfare, and pseudo-victimization, climate change and global warming hoaxes, communism, diversity over unity, evil over good, fascism, liberalism, secularism, and racism, and female mutilations, homosexuality, and transgenderism, along with illegal immigration and sanctuaries for criminals, and violation of constitutional laws. Democrats reject English as the national language, 
and Judeo-Christian values. United States exceptionalism and the First Amendment of free speech and the Second Amendment right to bear arms. And the sanctity of, of procreation, marriage between male and female, and the exclusivity of two biological genders. Denial of one's biological DNA assignment is a form of insanity. But residing comfortably in the Democrat Party is a confused, perverted male president candidate who acknowledges being married to a male. The Democrat Party accepts this form of insanity as normal. The Democrat impeachment hearings against President Trump affirms Einstein's definition of insanity because within their insane plots to sabotage Trump, they keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Such obvious degrees of insanity are quintessential proofs that ambivalence or neutrality regarding the year 2020 president election is unwise because the essential importance is validated by the fact that every lunatic category listed is cataloged in the Democrat Socialist Party platform. And should the Democrats win the 2020 president election, their insanities will be ruthlessly imposed and mandated on the nation with unconscionable tyranny. The year 2020 president election is a binary referendum choice of insanity versus sanity. I hope you vote for sanity. I am milk, logically speaking, nonsense is saying, think about it. And thanks to Milt Harris for sending over another great commentary. And um, we are really appreciative of uh, Milt's uh, insight. And uh, he's got a pretty good intake on uh, what we were just talking about on this uh, uh, transgender thing. And uh, mm-hmm. we, we're going we're gonna to have to get him on the air and uh, we'll go over that a little bit and get another, not another opinion, but another another view of it. You know, uh, what are they trying to accomplish? I I was listening to a guy speak really uh, recently and in a podcast, and he was saying, this is on the Bill Bennett podcast, mm-hmm. and he was saying that he found that testosterone affects the brain three times, mm. twice in the womb, very early, mm-hmm. and then once mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. And these these just um, um, are... You say once after? Once after, yes. Uh, what is that? Is it a timeline? Shortly of? after. I, I don't remember. He just he just said after this. Okay. Um, after birth. After birth. Uh, yeah. Well, wouldn't it, wouldn't hormones be testosterone? Yeah, be tes- come yeah. into uh, play on puberty. Oh no, no, testosterone is present in, uh, in the womb. Yeah, and there are yeah. two two points at which yeah. it determines the the uh, structure of the brain. Yeah. So your brain is formed, male or female, bing, in the in womb. In the womb, yeah. Yeah, in the womb by the presence well, of you, testosterone. You, have you ever heard about the uh, experiment that they carried out where they they uh, pushed hormone levels of testosterone and they got a whole litter of uh, men that, uh, that they were all exhibiting male traits, but they half of the litter was male and half was female. No, I didn't know that. No, and but and they also, if you put in estrogen at a certain point, you can get the same results. So that's why I've always said that at some point they're they're going to figure out that they have to limit the effect of the hormones on 
children in order to get a a true identity. Uh, There's hormones present in our yeah. food, isn't there, from from the, the agriculture industry? Yeah, and uh, the plastic that they used to put yeah. in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it uh, m- mimics the female hormone estrogen, the, wow. that plastic liner that mm-hmm. they used to have in the cans. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go to line three, and we're going to talk with Sherry. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing terrific. Uh, looks like a great day for whatever it is you want to do, but it's a little bit chilly. I think it's a great day to praise the Lord. That's what I think. Yeah, I'm with you there. Praise the um, Lord. You made some comments, and I have comments about those. Mm-hmm. I think that the Holy Spirit moved in when Donald Trump made an apology, and he said, I heard him say it over the radio. Also, he is talking to God. He's listening to people talk about God. He is allowing people to pray with him. He's asking people to pray for him and to pray with him. And I think the Holy Spirit is the one who changed the electoral process that people decided that they were going to vote for someone that was talking about God, and these would be Christians who heard God speaking to them. And I think the Holy Spirit then has come in and changed the way people think and allowed us to put in a president that's working with God. And I think that that's the magic wand, is the Holy Spirit. I also think that... um, Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway. I, I said, yep, and I was supposed to say, yes, dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that any man who decides he wants to be a woman should be ashamed of himself. I don't know how he can look in the mirror and call himself a man. You worked for one of those guys. I worked for one of those guys, and I will never refer to him as the opposite sex. He told me I was different because I wanted to listen to Christian radio. Uh, well, uh. I know who's different. <laughs> it's the mind that needs the Lord. Well, thanks for calling in, sweetie, and happy Valentine's, happy belated Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm happy. I hope you had a terrific, I know you did. I know I it. Did. I had a wonderful <laughs> Valentine's Day. I'm married to a wonderful man yes. who's a real man. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll see you. Thank you. Thanks so much for your call. Thanks. Okay, we're going to go to uh, line two and Gary from uh, Hazel Park. Good morning, hey, Gary. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gary. gentlemen. Hey, you guys were talking about the impeachment that was heard around the world and the, the uh, cultural war. Well, one of the biggest aspects of the cultural war is what you guys are just talking about, how they're uh, perverting the minds of our children and actually allowing them to be mutilated mm-hmm. physically. I mean, that is what is causing a lot of people to sit up straight and look around and say, what is going on here? Child I abuse. mean, this, this is our country. We've got child abuse being sanctioned by the, the doctors, by the psychiatrists. We need to rework that whole system so that those people no longer can do what they're, what they're doing, you well, know? Oh, I, I agree with you 100% on that. And uh, the thing about it is, you know, the uh, I, I, there's a term for it. Uh, you probably know it, where they uh, they 
they bring children in and immerse them in Bible teaching and Bible study. So pray away the gay. Is that the yeah? Oh, like like conversion therapy. Conversion yeah, therapy. Conversion yeah. Therapy. Yep. And uh, by the way, it has shown to work. Yeah, yeah, but guess what? Most states have banned it. I know yeah. Illinois has. I think California and a couple of other states have banned that practice. And That's it, right. in many cases, it doesn't even take conversion therapy. Yeah. It takes exposure to God's word. Yeah. and the and the Holy Spirit working in their lives. That the famous uh, um, um, professor in Canada who was a a feminist lesbian, and she was meeting with this local pastor, and he just took time to get to know her. And and after a while, you know, she got curious about what Christianity was really like, and she rejected her lesbian lifestyle and is now happily married to a man. No conversion therapy, just Just, just uh, just kicking the demons out. Just exposure, which uh, needs to be done, and what do they do? They've, uh, They've taken exposure out of so many classes. Butterfield or something, I think her name is. Rosario Butter or something. I, what if yeah, you I think care- I read the same thing. Yeah. And be, uh, also, I have to uh, raise a red flag about some uh, fake news out there. I didn't hear about the move of the Tri-County Liberty Coalition until I was told that I did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know. You, that's, that's good for you to listen in. <laughs> good work. Stealthy, too. <laughs> the left hand doesn't know the right hand doing. Yeah, thanks so much for your call. <laughs> See you, Gary. <laughs> okay, uh, I've been looking at this name here, and uh, we are going to go uh, with How do you line, pronounce that? Line one. Uh, <laughs> we got Bug Wheat from Ann Arbor. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you all very, very much. And God is with all of us. Well, you are more I, than welcome. I am so I glad. <laughs> How do you pronounce your name? Buckwheat. Thank uh, you. It's a beautiful flower and a healthy grain. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to address, just shortly here, uh-huh. the impeachment. It affected television viewers all over the world, Internet. And I want to say this, and please know that I know what I'm saying. I worked in California. Mm, for about a year, maybe 12 years ago, something like that, and I worked in a bakery and I worked in a deli, two separate locations running up and down Highway 1 there on the coast Mm. and meeting people from all over the world. And they were saying, thank you, thank you for, you know, taking on the terrorists. Our nation can't afford. They were from smaller countries throughout the world their nation couldn't afford to fight the terrorists. And I said, well, you're welcome. I'll pass it on. So here I am going to pass it on publicly on radio that many nations throughout the world who visit the United States, who want to spend their money here in a way of saying thank you, their quote-unquote, are healthy and wealthy and wise, and we seem to be taking on terrorists. And we do a good job of it. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. Doing a little research, and my knowledge is 73 years on the planet. Um, California, where, um, what's that gal's name from the Senate, or the House of Representatives, Pelosi, 
where she lives. She's originally from Baltimore. Yeah, her father was Uh, mayor. Yeah, her father was um, mayor of Baltimore. California is the only state in the union that didn't have to fight to get in. Now, remember, she's from Baltimore. Baltimore rivals Washington, so follow me on this. California is the only state of the union that did not have to fight to get in, and they do not like authority. They don't. They're extremely creative, very artsy. Uh, The ocean abounds them, and God is present ever so in spirit and however their interpretation is of God. Um, okay. Um, they have. Now, wait a can, minute, wait a minute. Can they you, uh, have we'll, been well, we got a, we got a bank of lines up here. For 50 years that yeah. I know of. Yeah. Well, you got to. And terrorism, yeah. ter- now, follow me, terrorists have and are aware of all of this. Yeah. About our country. And they are present. Listen to me. They are present at the House of Representatives. Well, thanks, we ta- thanks now, so Trump much for... Uh, we, he knows a lot more than we do. We that, taxpayers, lovers of liberty and freedom and due process, to include myself, yeah, ask you to take note that terrorism doesn't cost anything. It's free. And we've been paying for a couple terrorists in the okay. House of Representatives. All right. Thanks, Buckwheat. We appreciate the input. And, and they hijack, and it's free. And speaking free. of due process, we have other callers we have to get on. Okay, we are going to go to uh, Donna from uh, Whitmore Lake, uh, Transgenders in Public Schools. Can Hi. you get it in in a couple of minutes here? Because we got other Is this Donna X? Yeah. Good morning. Are you guys there? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, good morning. Uh, real quick question. Maybe one of your legal uh, listeners can help with this also. I have a boy who had some issues last year of uh, with his sexual identity. Yeah. The school, now that he's uh, older, um, we'll say he's like 11 years old, they are sort of welcoming this and saying, oh, we have to start a, a coming out group. <sighs> Does the, like, like it's a big celebration. Do I have since this is my student, do I have uh, any recourse if I go to the parent and let them know what's going on? The parents I, are unaware? I don't know if there's a confidentiality thing. Like yeah. That. They got all kind of uh, ways of uh, coming in and intervening on what they want to intervene on and stopping you from intervening on what needs to be intervened on. It is a real pickle that they've got us in, and the only thing we can do is we have to fight. We have to understand that uh, that we, you know, the more we give, the more they'll take. So right. we have to we have to put up a firewall. Somewhere. I wonder if if you could call Ave Maria or um, uh, even Jay Se- Jay Secular's organization, and if they could give you any advice on that. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. Thank you, guys. Thank See you, you so Donna. much for Thanks your call. Thanks for calling in. Go on the line three in Milt Harris. Good morning, Milt. Morning, Phil, and to your guests there. I know time is short, so I won't go. I want to go into a whole lot of conversation, but I'd like to say this here right quick. This coming election, the third of November, two thousand twenty. Not only is 
President Trump on the ballot of being to be elected, but Christianity is on the ballot mm-hmm. also. When you have people who is going to legitimize abnormality, and what I'm talking about is homosexuality, you know what I mean, which is against Christian doctrine. If you vote for, approve of, or endorse anybody, and saying that's like like a, a booty boy, and saying uh, whatever his name is, and saying you are condemning your religion. We cannot afford to let our children grow up to see another male kissing another male as a president of the United States of America. This is an abnormality that cannot be tolerated. I'm saying to all Christians and God believers, uh, and I'll expand on it next week. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, the one thing that you, you uh, caught my ear was you said homosexuality. See, they try to tell you that that transgenders aren't homosexuals and and no, they are. I mean, they. they are. It is, I will explain it, it in detail maybe next week because look, this is another way of putting homosexuality out there and sanitize it. Yeah. Anytime you have two males or two females getting together, I don't care what terminology you use, it is homosexuality. And homosexuals are parasites because they cannot produce. It's as simple as that. We know the cause for heterosexuals is to procreate. So what is the cause of homosexuality? It's nothing but hedonism, okay? And we need to see it for what it is. We don't have to be, a, uh, say, say, throw them off the roof like the Muslims do, or buildings, whatever, but we should not let them entice us into believing that we are the abnormal ones. That's what I want to say. And this coming November, when we go to the ballot, you should look at the Democrat Party and know that that party is the party of death. Yeah. Party of death and also a godless party. You remember 2012 yeah. when they took God out of the platform? Well, they're trying to do the same thing with this hetero, I mean, homosexual thing. Get rid of God and say God was wrong when he created male and female. Because every male is saying it's not a man. Real quick, you know, Mel, uh, Mel, Ed's got a question. You know, it's, 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 I don't hate homosexuals myself. I have a stepbrother who I loved who was a homosexual and his stepmom my stepmom was the last person to figure it out it seems mm-hmm. and and because of my christian stance i can't he's quote unquote married to a guy i mm-hmm. can't i can't stand by and bless that i like That's him right. he's a likable guy i have uh, actually another friend who's a homosexual he's living with a guy i like them they're likable i can get along with them mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I can condone what they do because it's exactly. my God who says this is wrong. You know what the mm. thing is? They not only want you to condone it, they want you to bless it. Yeah, they want it's you to join celebrate in it. Uh, or celebrate it, uh, whatever. You know, not join in in the fun or whatever it is they call it, but they want right. you to join in and be amongst their supporters. And we and, and we cannot let superficiality of being nice determine our, our convictions and then because you can be a guy who's a hitman or a child molester uh, and public they may seem to be nice but still the thing that they're doing is not nice they got that one little flaw you know it's, it's <laughs> okay gentlemen uh continue on with your good show and, and may you uh continue to have success i'll talk to you later all right thanks a lot for your call uh-huh. man and uh, one thing that uh, that I didn't get to in our agenda. Yeah, one thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to say that, folks, uh, the there anybody can look up this information. But I looked up on, on the Internet, and I know a lot of people say the Internet is full of this and full of that. But I looked up, there are 72 things that President Trump promised. 
that he would do if he was elected president. And man, he's come he's coming pretty close to getting them completed, even though there has been an opposition to him like I've never seen before. That's why I've said that uh And it's spiritual opposition war. also. It's 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 oh, there Yo, you go. Yeah, uh well we got a couple go ahead, say what you know. Well it's spiritual opposition and it you know, you might say cultural, but culture is driven by by your spiritual beliefs. Yes. Well folks, uh we uh we uh this hour goes fast, but we will be going to the two-hour thing in in a not-too-distant future. I can't tell you now, but that's our goal, to go back on two hours. So it, contributions would be welcome. Contributions are needed to keep the show on the air. Would you please send any donation to P.O. Box Roundtable. 135 Garden City, Michigan, 48186. Thanks a lot for your participation and listening. See you next week. 135 Garden City, Michigan, 48135.